Shabbat Shalom from Israel. It's 7.50 here in the land of Israel. Hallelujah. We are moving into the Sabbath here. And what an awesome day it has been today. Talk about preparation day. You know, as uh, those who got the email this evening, you'd know that uh, the last couple of days or yesterday we moved Haley's parents into assisted living, a messianic community in Haifa, hallelujah. And they are, you know, just enjoying being there. They've only been there like their second day, but it's just amazing uh, what the Father is doing in their lives there and what a blessing it is. So all through preparation day from early this morning, we have been uh, doing all the finishing touches for their apartment here in Casaria. Uh, getting things ready for handing over on Sunday to the owners. But what a blessing. Anyway, I hope you're all doing well and blessed and encouraged in Yehovah. And I hope you've been enjoying the ministry this week as we really have been pressing in, dealing with our responsibility and how we react and how we operate in the Spirit. And, you know, every one of us have got choice. You've got choice. Here's the choice, blessing or curse. And, you know, just as as we talk about that section in Deuteronomy chapter 28, you know, when you go up Mount Ebal um, and Mount Gerizim, you know, six tribes went up one mountain while six tribes went up the other mountain and they proclaimed the blessings and the curses. And they didn't say, wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm just so blessed because I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm proclaiming the blessings of Yahovah. So because I'm naming it, because I'm claiming it, my God is going to do it. Not true. This is not what the Israelites did. I'm preaching already. I haven't even had a chance to say a full hello anyway. But anyway, look, listen, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm encouraged about the word tonight because we're we're going to be talking on a, a subject that's a real blessing. But let me finish my story and then we'll say hello. Okay, so they're on both mountains. They proclaim the blessing. They proclaim the, the, the curses. And it's not for you or for the, the tribes of Israel to determine our position, our position is determined in the presence of Yehovah. You know, you can fake being a believer, but can you fake the kingdom? We need genuine people walking in the kingdom of light, proclaiming the truth of Yehovah. We don't need uh, to have, uh, you know, closet believers or, you know, undercover agents in the kingdom of Yehovah. We need people to operate in the presence of Yehovah with righteousness, with integrity, with faithfulness. And, you know, we have choices. So when we see the blessing and the curse and we bring them before the Father, let it be in accordance with the will of Yehovah. And more than anything, Father, may our hearts be right before you. Help us in our weakness to take on your strength. So, Father, I want to thank you for this day. I thank you for this Sabbath as we just entered into the Sabbath here in the land of Israel. The sun is now set here in Israel, and we just welcome in this Sabbath. Thank you, Father, for an awesome week. It's been a tough week. It's been a busy week. A lot's gone on this week, but you know what? You are faithful. You're a mighty Elohim. We have managed to accomplish the things that we set out to do. And Father, we know that your ways are not our ways, but you will lead and guide us so that we can see the best out of life, that you have the best for us. We pray, Father, for the fruits of the Spirit to be in our lives. And and we just want to just proclaim how much we love you and what a blessing it is to be in your presence. And I want to thank every person that's tuning in here 
today. Welcome. Uh, as we have this uh, time in the Word, this devotional time, I pray that the words that we share tonight will impact your life and bring transformation and really minister to you. So I'm just going to take a moment to give a shout out to those that are tuning in. I see we've got Lola with us. Welcome. We've got Lisa with us. Shabbat Shalom. We've got Cassandra. We've got Russell. We've got B. We've got Sandy. Welcome. Thanks very much for joining. If you are tuning in, just give us a shout out either on the Facebook Messenger or on YouTube. And I want to encourage you, take a moment and share this message uh, with someone. Who could you share this message with? Um, because, you know, these are important times that we are living. And, uh, you know, there's one thing that we need more than anything, and that is the spirit of encouragement. What is it that takes us through when you're in a tough place? What is it that sustains us and helps us not to slip back into the ways of the flesh? Encouragement. We are called to be encouragers. We're called to be those who are pressing in together. And, you know, as we shared this week, we talked about the importance of, in Ephesians chapter 4, the importance of the body of Messiah. How should it function? How should we act with each other? Should we be recognizing the gifts and the callings in the lives of others so that people can rise up and take on those servant leadership positions to serve the body of Messiah to make a difference for the kingdom. And that's, that's our goal as we go through uh, the word here today. But, you know, as I was sitting down just praying and, and prepping, you know, after a long hot shower, trying to get my muscles to work again <laughs> with all the lifting, you know, and just praying and saying, you know, Father, you know, what's important? What's on your heart today? And all I, I, I could sense is just the embrace of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 in our faith life, are we allowing the room of the Spirit? Are we inviting him in to every aspect of our life? Listen, you want to see signs, wonders, and miracles? You want to live a transformed life? Then just step out there and let the Ruach HaKodesh to be in every part of your life. And you're going to see incredible breakthroughs and transformation. Are you ready for that? You know, are you walking in that? Maybe you're living in that right now, and that's great. And that's what's important. And, you know, I believe this word will go on to be an encouragement uh, as we recognize the important position of the Spirit. Don't leave until you receive power from on high. That was the words of Yeshua after 40 days of proclaiming the kingdom. What does the Holy Spirit do? Helps us in the place of our weakness. We see that in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. For we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. We've got to get out of who we are in the flesh and recognize that there's no situation, there's no challenge, there's no pain. There's nothing that can separate you from Yehovah. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's come against you. The evil, you know, we talked yesterday on Ephesians chapter 5 about uh, the, the tongue and evil. And, you know, we opened up in, in the book of uh, Psalms where we were talking about evil intent as King David. What was he doing? He was praying against the evil uh, intent of those around us, those who were speaking against him. And when, when those spoken words against him were going out, it was setting up the strategy of hell to come against him. 
And we have this incredible tool called prayer and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. What's the Holy Spirit going to do? Number one, intercede and pray for us in the place of weakness. But two, we can activate the power of the Spirit within our lives to have confidence in places where you'd think, how am I going to get through this? You know, what do you think Daniel was going through in the lion's den? Just picture in that lion's den, those hungry lions that come out. And, you know, normally they would just rip to pieces the person in that den. And that was the form of judgment for disobeying the king. And there's Daniel. What did he do? He was a person of prayer. He just kneeled down and he just, you know what? I enter into the place of prayer. It's not about my life and me. It's about me surrendering my life to Yehovah. Now I want to see the outworking of the Spirit in my life, through my life, to bring transformation and change. You know, we're having miracles right now. We're having uh, testimonies of what the Father's doing in people's lives. You know, we want to see those words of knowledge, the prophecy coming forth, bringing change so that, you know, we're not the same. And, you know, as we talk about the Holy Spirit and uh, faith within our lives, I want us to look at John chapter 14. That's what we're going to share from. And, you know, I did share just a minute ago the importance of the Spirit is that there is fruits of the Spirit. If you are walking with the Holy Spirit, you will have fruits. What are those fruits we see in Galatians chapter 5? The fruits of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, hallelujah, the fruits of the Spirit. And that's what we want to be operating in. If you're miserable in your faith then this is the moment where you need to surrender to Yehovah. Well, you know, I tried to do that. and Well, <laughs> come on. It's not that difficult. Lay your life down. Stop being stressed out, worrying, trying to work out, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to get through. Do you know that Elohim is faithful? He is faithful. He will bring you through. So what do we have to do to see the victory? We have got to receive the counsel and the instruction of the Spirit. So we want to add the Holy Spirit into our faith life. We don't just want to say, I've got the gift of faith and I'm moving with faith. And you leave the Ruach HaKodesh over to the side. No. You've got to know how to walk by faith in the power of the Spirit. Now, you know, we're bulldozer faith, and let's just picture bulldozer faith, you know. Here's my bulldozer, Daryl Bryant. I think I called him David Bryant the other day. <laughs> Good friend. How can I forget his name? I just had one of those brain freeze moments the other day. But when I shared with him the vision of bulldozer faith, the first thing he did is he went out and bought this little bulldozer, sent it to me back in 2000 and. Uh, was it six or seven or four? I can't remember now. I'm getting old. But, you know, and I've got that sitting there. And and, and why do I have that bulldozer, uh, you know, on my desk? Why do I have it uh, out? Be, to remember, these are the promises of Yahovah. I was taken in the Spirit. I saw a mighty move of the Spirit. I saw hundreds of thousands of people being supernaturally transformed by the power of a mighty God. And through the years... The last 30 years of ministry, we've ministered to millions of people all over the world. We've had the, the privilege and, uh, and the blessing of being on television networks across multiple nations. And, 
you know, being guests on so many shows. It's been amazing. Radio networks all over. You know, it's just, you know, what the Father has done. But you know what? We, we go into different nations with divine appointments, holy assignments. We see the Father move. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. There's things that we don't share in our time of devotion and what goes on uh, within meetings with leaders and, and uh, counseling and things that happens behind the scenes. We don't share these things publicly, but there's so much going on behind the scenes in the ministry. And to that, we give the glory to Yehovah. So what's the purpose of our time of devotion? Uh, you know, I want to show you what happens to me when I come to the Word, when we come before the Father. And I want to encourage you not to be reliant on the words of what comes forth from man. Yes, if people are carried by the Spirit, then it's a blessing. But where is our dependence? And we look at the disciples in John chapter 14 and just in 13, of course, what do we do? We have Yeshua uh, dealing with his betrayal. And he says, one of you, <laughs> I tell you the truth, one of you is going to bet betray me. Oh, Yeshua, you know, can you speak positive words of faith? It's just too dis discouraging. And his disciples are like, you know, what are you talking about? Who is it going to be? And then he says, it's the one that I give this piece of bread when I dip it into the dish. I like to say dip it into the hummus because that's what we eat here, chickpeas in uh, Israel in the Middle East. We dip it in the hummus. <laughs> and then what does he do? He says what he's going to do. He dips it into the hummus and he hands it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Hasatan entered into him. What you are about to do, do quickly. And he gets up and he goes and all of a sudden it's like the disciples, they miss it. What's happening here? You know, because they couldn't believe that they could have one person in their mix that was going to betray Yeshua. We all loved Yeshua. We're walking with Yeshua. And, you know, then we see in the next section, you know, what is he talking about? He's trying to explain about the departure of the glory of, of what's about to happen. He says, a new command I give to you. And then he says something that's not new. So what's the clear understanding within its context of how it was written? When he said a new commandment, he says, I'm, I want you to refresh this commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Of course, that is coming from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. It's so powerful. And by this, men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And here's the problem we have. We have so many people that are trying to build their own kingdom, trying to do their own franchise of, you know, ministry. And in that basis, what happens? You just have... You know, the empire system of man, and it's all about feeding the hungry, green, demonic monster. And that's not we want, not what we want in our faith. What we want is we want to see the kingdom of Yehovah being established. We want to see the love that we have for one another. So the world will see, wow, these people are the disciples of a, of a living God. And, you know, in the whole process of uh, what we're, we're reading here, We seem to have lost connection. Okay. All right. 
Okay, we're back online, so uh, I don't need you to confirm. I'm just going to teach on from here. Sorry about that interruption. We seem to have a problem uh, with our internet connection to the studio right now. But anyway, I've got uh, a notice come up uh, from our software that we are reconnected. So hallelujah, let's press forward. So we're talking about Yeshua, and uh, you know we're talking about dealing with betrayal. We're talking about explaining about his departure, and here's the dependence that they had. You know, oh, we we can hide behind Yeshua, we can hide behind him, but here here's something that's so important. You know, in the yeshivas here in Israel. Uh, the religious Jews and the yeshivas, what they do, they learn for the sake of learning. They don't learn to do. But you look at Yeshua's teaching, and what was he doing? He was teaching the disciples. He, They were learning for the purpose of putting it into action. And, you know, this is what he says in chapter 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in Elohim. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know where, <laughs> you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas, he says, Lord, he says, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Yeshua answered, and this is powerful. He said, what? I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Yeshua answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it's the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Now, this is an interesting section of what he says look if you can't believe that i'm in the father and the father's in me at least believe in the miracles themselves why because he's not just speaking forth word he's saying i am demonstrating the words of my father they are manifesting in how i live my life with my speech with my tongue you're seeing the miracles you're seeing the transformation that's taking place verse 12 of uh, John chapter 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know, this is this is an amazing portion of Scripture what we're reading. Anyone who has faith in me, and this this is why our faith is in Yeshua. He is the way to the Father. You cannot get to the Father except through the Son. Yet today we have people walking up to religious Jews and telling them they're still in covenant with Yehovah because they don't understand the foundation of the gospel. And the foundation of the gospel at Mount Sinai, it was Yeshua who married Israel. It was not the Father. 
Because if the father married Israel and Yeshua comes along and for the bride of Messiah, he then takes people who are in covenant with the father and says, I know you're married to the father, you Jewish people, but now you're going to be married to me. Well, you can't be married to two males. That's not possible. And you can't marry the father's, (laughs) the son can't marry the father's bride. That's against Torah. So that can't be. So what is the purpose of the bride of Messiah? What's the purpose of the gospel of the kingdom? He says, I have come, but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, I have not come for the nations. I've come with a mission of bringing restoration to the Abrahamic covenant. I've come to bring restoration. This is what we see in Jeremiah chapter 31. It's the new covenant that's going to take place. And in that new covenant, who is that covenant for? The house of Judah and the house of Israel. And we see very clearly in Ephesians chapter 2, the one new man, the two becoming one, the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom coming back together as one. In the the Mercianic teachings today and in Christian um, evangelical teachings and Zionism teachings, what did he say? Oh, it's Israel and it's the church coming together as one. This is the mystery. This is the blessing. This is what it's all about. And that's not true. You can only be in salvation and in faith if you receive Yeshua and you're grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. These things are vitally important. But what does Yeshua say? Believe in me. Believe in me. And I really believe this is a word for someone today through what you're going through. How can we expect to see the miracles of Yahovah manifesting within our life if you have a problem in your belief system with the God in whom you serve? And, and what causes those problems? What causes us to have problems with our belief system? What causes those problems is religion. And, you know, the devil wants you to fall back into a religious attitude. Don't worry about the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about the manifestation of the Spirit within your life. That's not important. You know, what's important is that you are doing good deeds. You're doing good things before God. And then when God sees the good things that you do, he's going to go, wow, look at you, man. You're doing all these good things. And he rewards you. Yes, we are rewarded for our deeds. But don't do deeds at the expense of your relationship. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. And that's what we want to embrace. We want to embrace the relationship. And what did Peter say when he boldly stood up and proclaimed in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38? He said, Teshuvah, repent and be immersed, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins. And guess what? You will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh. Oh, hallelujah. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need the gift of the Spirit. This gift that will operate within our lives. Hallelujah. And what does it say? It says, He who has faith in me, he who trusts in me, who understands that the Father is in me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He says, he will do greater things than these because I go to the Father. There's something so powerful about Yeshua not being here, you know? And it was very difficult for the disciples. What do you mean a moment in time where you're not with us? What's this going to look like? Our dependence is on you, Yeshua. And what was Yeshua is walking in the fullness of the Spirit, 
You know, it was like the whole of the the Ruach HaKodesh is upon Messiah. He says, when I go, it's better I go. Because what's going to happen? The release of the Spirit over you who are born again. The new creation. You know, you can't walk in the power of the Spirit and be in fellowship with the Spirit unless you are born again. Hallelujah. Now, we see the unsaved and heathens who are, you know, doing things you know, by the will of Elohim. And it's because it's, it's God's predestined will. They've walked in that. But they are not in relationship and fellowship with the Spirit. And why do I say that? Because what is the Holy Spirit dwelling within? He's dwelling within the temple of our bodies. The temple has been destroyed in Jerusalem in AD 68 to AD 70 in that time period. So our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is why we are called to be living stones. Don't try and live this life on your own. And some of you have been pushed into isolation because of your belief system, because of what the Holy Spirit is teaching you. And this is the tactic of the devil. Well, if you believe that, if you believe that the Torah is for today, the feasts are for today, for for everybody, if you believe that eating clean is a, a commandment for all believers in Yeshua, can you imagine, like, don't eat pig uh, just to Israel, and you're a Gentile believer, and, you know, it's okay. You can go eat black pudding, you can eat pig, you can eat bacon, you can do all those things. When there's a reason, number one, pig is not food. <laughs> it's not uh, It's not a, a disadvantage not to be able to eat things that are not food. And it's for the protection of the welfare of our being. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're living stones. So the, the message that the Jews have to eat clean, but Gentile believers don't have to eat clean, is stupid. Because the Father cares for you. What well, He cares for the Jews, so He's, he's going to make sure that what they eat is right. And you Gentile believers, well, you know, you can just have all the cancers you want from your unclean eating. No, He wants us to be protected. He wants us to live in the fullness. But what are we talking about? We're talking about getting to that place where we are living in the fullness of what the Father has for us. He said that you will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. So here are the disciples. They're dependent on Yeshua. And it makes me laugh as I think about this because, you know, of all the people I've discipled over the years, there was one person who said to me when I was discipling them, He said, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I said, oh, great. What did he say to you? He said, I don't need to read the Bible or learn. I just need to listen to you. I'm like, that's not the Holy Spirit. And you can see what the disciples are doing towards Yeshua. They were so dependent on him and everything that he was doing. It was so easy to get behind Yeshua in the midst of conflict, in the midst of difficulty. But when we see that boldness of Peter when he stands up, after the outpouring of the Spirit, then we start to recognize, wait a second, you know, this is an empowerment that is in a ha- on another level. The boldness that we have is on another level. You don't have to shrink back because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Your body is the temple of the Spirit. Do you believe that, that you're not your own? Well, if you choose to live your own life, your way, you know, and you want to do that, you are not going to see the power of the Spirit manifest within your life. So the Holy Spirit 
and faith within our life, what is it going to look like? You know, a Holy Spirit faith life is going to be different from people who just know about the Spirit or people who just, well, you know, I just believe by faith. Well, if you be, believe by faith and you don't mix the ingredients of the Spirit into that faith, what do we have? We just have someone who has personal ambition, their own motivational proclamations to accomplish their tasks. And, and, and listen, man will follow you all day. <clears throat> you can walk with that, man will follow, follow you. But do you want to walk in the power of the Spirit? It's, you don't do things because you can. You do it because he says. So as we go through these devotions, what are we looking for? What is the Holy Spirit saying? What is he saying to us? You'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask. And this is why it's so important. What are we asking of Yeshua by the Spirit? What, what do you need? And, you know, don't, don't wave your, your list. I was trying to find a list there, prayer list. <laughs> don't wave your prayer list and, you know, just talk all about yourself. Do you ever get in the presence and say, Father, I'm, I'm coming before you. How can I be effective for your body today? How can I be effective to win the loss to speak your life today? Father, speak into my heart today. What is it going to take for your glory to be revealed within my life today? We want to walk in the power of the Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to be connected with our faith life. And and some of you, you might be thinking, well, you know, this is just so simple and so basic. But let me tell you something. Just look over the steps and look over your decisions. Is there any decision that you've made where you realize, you know what? Did I do the right thing here? Did I do the right thing there? Did, did I apply this opportunity of faith to move by the power of the Spirit? Or am I trying to do this in the flesh? And these are things that I want us to think about as we go into this Sabbath rest. I want this to be a time where we really seek Him and say, Father, I want to be right standing before you. I want to see the power of the Spirit manifesting within my life. I want to have dependence on the Spirit. And I want to jump ahead, not that, you know, it's so difficult to jump ahead because of what's written, you know, in verse 15 to to 22. But I, I don't want to prolong what we are doing tonight, but I want to encourage you over Sabbath, go into John chapter 14 and be blessed with this chapter. But in, in verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So it's not just about you saying, well, you know, I love you, Yahovah. Well, the question is, are you obedient? Because I don't know if you love him unless I see the way you live and the way you walk. My Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. That's the power of our body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you 
of everything that I have said to you. Now, these scriptures that we're just reading right now, this word supernaturally transformed me in my youth. At 11 years old, this word changed my life. The counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. And this is what I love about Yeshua. Because the Father has sent the Spirit. I've received the Spirit. All those crazy flakes out there that think the Holy Spirit's not for today. Tongues are not for today. You know, when you speak in tongues, it has to be a foreign language. You know, when Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Hallelujah. We'll pray in the Spirit. We'll prophesy in the Spirit. We'll declare in the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, those people, they came too late for me because 11, 12-year-old, as I'm reading the Word, I recognize what it truly meant to be immersed in the Spirit. And I recognize the power of when I don't know what to pray, how the Spirit groans, intercedes on my behalf. But I also understand the power of what it truly means to invite the Holy Spirit into my faith life. The Counselor. Who's your counselor? Where are you taking your advice from? Some of you are in such a panic that you have to wait for the next teaching to find out what someone has to say to try and work out what you believe. Well, what what would happen if you just took time with your Bible and just pressed in and said, Father, I want to know you in a way that if there was no man... And thank you, Father, for brothers and sisters. Thank you, Father, for the gifts of teaching, for apostolic, the prophetic, and evangelists. Thank you, Father, for all of the gifts that you've given the body. But the gifts that have been given to the body in leadership are to serve the body, to be disciples, to know Yahovah, that we can be raised up to be people of authority in the Spirit. He will teach you. Uh, he, he will teach you all things. You don't need to lack. You want to know the answer? The Holy Spirit. He's the answer. Yeshua is the answer. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. You want to see wisdom? Ask Elohim. Oh, I like wisdom. Okay, just ask. It's not rocket science. James chapter 1. But if you are like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro, <laughs> or as we see in Ephesians, if you're like an infant... In or uh, is it uh, in, in Hebrews where it talks about you know why why are you still on the milk uh, you know are, are you not going to get to the place of the the meat of the word where we understand what's going on the only way we can accomplish that is to be students of the word so I encourage you be students of the word but don't be so addicted to learning that you compromise your actions. And, and this is what I see in so many places. They're like so addicted to learning. And this is what Paul's problem was when they were getting filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. They would just all meet and all just pray in the Spirit all night. And there was unsaved people there. And people are like, what is going on here? I don't understand a single thing that's happening here. And they walked out not unto salvation, but they walked out in confusion. We don't want to overdo things in the wrong way that we don't see the results that the Father wants us to get. So let's pray in the Spirit. Let's, As I pray in the Spirit, as I spend time studying the Word, I start praying in the Holy Spirit over the Scriptures, and all of a sudden my eyes open up.
And the Father starts speaking to me. And he gives me his counsel. He gives me his wisdom. Gives me his understanding. It also says the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that I have said to you. What's Yeshua saying to you? When you have the word of Yahovah, your life will be powerful. When you lay aside the word of Yahovah, you lose the power to live. And that's what we deal with in counseling. We're dealing with people who have lost the power to live. And the power to live is the Holy Spirit. If, you don't, if you're not plugged into the Spirit and the power of the Spirit, you, you, know, you can have all the words you like, but you're not going to see them come to pass. Father, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for this Sabbath rest. Thank you for the blessing of being in your presence and knowing that if you be for us, who can be against us? We ask, Father, that you will pour out your Spirit upon our lives. I pray, Father, that you will draw near to us. For those who are listening, those who are watching, if they're going through struggles, let them be connected to the power today so that they have the ability to overcome. Just lift your hands before the Father right now. Father, as we come into the Sabbath, I ask for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit and fire. I thank you, Father, for what true revival is. It's not about us just having some happy moment in a meeting, but we want to see what you are doing in our lives, spilling out into the community. If you're having revival and it's not spilling out into the community in a big way, it's not revival you're, you're, you know, you might be having personal revival, but it's not revival, revival. But we need to start with being revived in our hearts. But don't just be limited to that location. Let it go out into your community, out into your family's life. And let's make a difference for the King of Kings. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight. And that your faith life will be filled with the Spirit. You'll be empowered this Sabbath rest. Um, I'm looking forward to a nice uh, Shabbat meal tonight uh, with the family and uh, just blessed and encouraged that Haley's parents are in a, a great assisted living place and they've they've already had their uh, Shabbat meal there. And uh, yeah, what a blessing to see the hand of the Father, to see how he maneuvers, to see how he positions his people. He cares for you. It doesn't matter how old you are, what you're going through. Just know this. Yehovah cares for you. And he will make a way for you to walk in victory. If you're blessed and encouraged, you want to email me your testimony. I'd love to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing in your life. Email me, Kenny, at buildoseoffaith.com. If you want to sow a seed, you want to tithe, you want to give into the ministry, it's Shabbat. Come on, let's be cheerful givers. Pour into the work of the ministry here at Bulldozer Faith. Why? Because we're getting ready for a big move that's going to be taking place on the, the, the 15th and through next month. And, you know, we have no idea what the Father's going to do. We're trying to find a place here in Israel. We're getting ready for what the Father's going to do in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, hallelujah. Livingstone Torah Outreach. We're going to be taking people out in evangelism. We're going to have an awesome time in the presence of a mighty God. So pray for the ministry. Pray for the work. And if you don't already give to the ministry and sow into the ministry on a regular basis, you can go to bulldozerfaith.com. You'll see the giving tabs there. And we appreciate you standing with us as we preach the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. Until tomorrow, Shabbat. Shalom.